unfulfilling. Her track record on murder investigations was excellent. Nothing had ever interfered with her focus on her work. Until now. With the murder of a close colleague, she had discovered that years spent observing the bereaved had not prepared her to deal with grief of her own. She wondered if she would ever feel ready to investigate another murder, or if every corpse from now on would take her back to that one unbearable death. Rigid with misery, she sat at her kitchen table, considering whether she ought to resign. At last, she went back to bed. She must have fallen into a deep sleep, because when her phone rang, she reached out to switch off her alarm. A few seconds later, it rang again, and she realised it was her phone. Cursing, she reached out to answer the call. It was ten to nine. Hearing the curt voice on the line, she was instantly awake, automatically registering the details and dressing hurriedly. Passing through the hall, she grabbed a waterproof jacket. She had no idea what the weather was like. Her phone rang again as she opened her front door, car keys in hand. I'm on my way. A body had been found in central London, in a narrow cul-de-sac north of Oxford Street, halfway between Oxford Street Station and Tottenham Court Road Station, Geraldine drove straight to the location. It was not far in terms of distance, but the morning London traffic was heavy. As she drove, she listened to the report that had been sent. It gave only the basics. In a way, she was relieved, because that made it easier to process the information while she was driving. By the time she arrived at Well Street, she knew that a middle-aged man had been shot, once in the chest. He had no wallet on him, suggesting he'd been mugged. So far, they were assuming the victim's name was David Lester, the owner of the Oyster card found in his pocket, although his identity had yet to be confirmed. The doctor had left by the time Geraldine arrived. The cul-de-sac where the dead man had been found was cordoned off. Several uniformed officers were standing at the end of the close, stopping any pedestrians from viewing the site. A scene of crime officer filled Geraldine in on the details. The body had been discovered by someone using the back entrance to one of the office blocks. The man who had reported the body had given a brief statement. Geraldine glanced through it before turning her attention to the victim. What can you tell me? The scene of crime officer could add little to what Geraldine already knew. The doctor placed time of death an hour or two before midnight last night. She couldn't be more precise than that because he's been lying here all night. She estimated he's in his early to mid-fifties. Geraldine nodded. That tied in with the date of birth on the Oyster card, according to which the victim was 52. Although the body was partly sheltered by an external fire escape, it had been exposed to rain, which confused the evidence. Geraldine turned her attention to the victim, lying on his back, brilliantly illuminated inside the forensic tent. Apart from the dark patch on his chest, his blankly staring eyes and ghastly pallor proclaimed him dead. White-clad scene of crime officers were busily examining every inch of the scene, scraping and collecting traces of evidence. She drew closer and crouched down beside the body. Behind her, a familiar voice said, Great start to the day. Geraldine turned to greet her sergeant. Sam grinned. Her short, spiky blonde hair gave her an elfin look, despite her stocky build. The body was moved post-mortem a scene of crime officer said, in order to rob him? The other woman shrugged. That's for you to work out. 
It's not my job to draw conclusions from the evidence, just to gather it. Yeah, yeah, Sam chimed in. We know that, but what do you think? The white-clad officer blinked at Sam in surprise, then laughed. I think he was moved so he could be robbed, because he has no money and no plastic on him, just a set of keys and an oyster card. Most likely he had a wallet or at least loose cash on him, although we don't know that. But he's well-dressed. Why would he be here, in central London, with no money on him at all? I think he was moved shortly after he was killed, by whoever it was mugged him. Sam nodded. Makes sense? That doesn't mean it's necessarily true, Geraldine said quietly. Now, he was killed an hour or two before midnight. There must have been people around at that time on a Monday night. Someone might have heard the shot. In central London, with all this traffic? Sam said, you are joking. The scene of crime...